Welcome to Ted and Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones. Jillian Pensavalli here. Just uh, bear with me. All right, guys, let's go over the rules again. You can hit each other in the face, but not the throat. Preserve your voice boxes. You're podcasters, after all. Nut shots are allowed, but limited to three each. Okay? Three. This is a battle of kicks and punches, so I don't want to see any grappling or clinching. If one of you manages to claw his way to the bucket of weapons at the end of the room, you'll find they're divided into two categories. Sharp metal implements of varying design and cudgels of diverse weights and thickness. There will be an initial round of seven minutes. If no winner is declared, okay, there will be a one-minute break, very brief. During the break, you will drink a combo of pickle juice, root beer, and milk. After you throw up, another seven-minute round will commence. This will continue until there is a last man. Ted, your hand is up. Do you have a question? Yes. Um, do, do we have to? I was going to ask the same thing. Ooh, let me answer your question with another. Did you eat the last two yogurts in the fridge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's your answer. Now put your blindfolds on. The gong will sound the start. Remain on your knees at all times. Enjoy sketch number one, fam. And now we present lines that I, Jillian Pensavalli, do not want to say. I feel like picking a fist fight with that old lady over there. She's been giving Mike doomy eyes for the past like five minutes. And that, the Jeeps cannot abide. I find Tucker Carlson thought provoking. He has such kind eyes. What are you waiting for? A fucking participation ribbon or something, Mike? Shake your ass out of bed and go make me a plate. I love to vape. Hey ya! Ugh, move over, Teddy boy. Mama's gotta spread out on the couch. Mike really shifted some things around inside last night. Really checked out the old loft space. Know what I'm saying? Mel Gibson is my godfather, and I am very proud of that fact. When I first saw Mike's tube, it was so big, I thought I needed to feed it a dead mouse. I'll take a well gin, please. Up. Yep, lukewarm. Thanks. I once lost a maternity ward bet and had to go down on this woman who'd just given vaginal birth to triplets. Her sphincter was so prolapsed that it was tickling my chin while I was smooching bean. (sighs) This has been lines that I, Jillian Pensavalli, did not want to say. Life is full of ups and downs, highs and lows. And if you're someone who's supplied a few highs in your lifetime, you can't go looking for love on any old dating site. You need someone who understands your lifestyle and needs. Try Dealer Date, the world's first dating app for drug dealers. There are all sorts of people in the drug game. Maybe you're a coke pusher looking to settle down with a mellow weed queen. Perhaps you'd like to come home from a long day of playground speed dealing to a meth missus who knows just how you like your potatoes mashed. And what's a day of slinging rock if it doesn't end with a bedtime kiss from the one you love? Dealer Date's unique algorithm will match your personality and drug dealing profile with a likely companion. Swipe right on the app's suggestion to start a conversation. And if that goes well, plan a meeting in a surreptitious location where you're likely to keep away from prying eyes. We know you can do that, wink. If drugs are just a sideline you started to make your alimony payments, don't worry, we've got your back. 
part-time drug dealers are welcome too. There's no amount of drugs you deal that are too small to qualify you for membership on Dealer Date. Even if you've dropped out of the game because the fuzz was onto you and now you have a legitimate career at a rental car company, your past experience washing heroin-filled balloons after someone pooped them means you're just the person we'd like to help find love. If you're a former kingpin who simply got out while the going was good, congratulations! With our help, in no time you'll be ready to dig up some shrink-wrapped bundles of cash from your backyard and enjoy your well-earned retirement with your new better half. So don't waste another minute not dating a person whose occupation could see them incarcerated for a lengthy stay, or more likely die violently at the hands of a Sicario. In fact, you probably shouldn't date someone who doesn't know what a Sicario is. It's Dealer Date, a new app from Tyburn Industries, because you've muled drugs, and now it's time to mule love. And now we'd like to transport you all to a simpler time. One of the simplest. In more ways than one, follow us to the Dust Bowl, Springfield, Missouri, in the year of our Lord, 1935. Damn it, turn off that radio. Your pa's almost home from working at the WPA. You know he doesn't like any loud radio listening before he takes off his boots and has his first jar of shine. Sorry, Ma. Sorry, Ma. That's better. Now keep whittling. This ain't Sunday. Yes, Ma. Sorry, Ma. Why, hello, Pa. Hey, Pa. Hey, Pa. Ma. Sons. How is it out there? Of all the days I lived in Springfield, this is the dustiest. It is a dusty Springfield out there, Ma. I'll tell you. What are you boys doing? Please, Whitlin, Pa. Very good. Samuel, what do you got there? I whittled a dog, Pa. Good, good. good. Very, very nice. nice. Very nice. Now, now, Emmett, Emmett, what are you whittling? I, I call it... A breath of air. What? What? How? Where did you, you come from, boy? What? Oh, I'm what so is the matter with you, boy? I, Emmett, how many times I told you you cannot whittle things you cannot throw. You cannot whittle a breath of air. You can only whittle things like a dog or dirt or liberty. Papa, I like whittling my breath of air. I started down at the skew house and... and now, and how I, many times have I told you not to go muddling around that skew house? Papa, I like going down to the skew house. Miss Dawson says I'm creative. Miss Dawson is a Catholic. Well, is that so? I seen the tattoo. Catholic. She must be... I've had cheese in my life, Rich. That teacher been dancing with the devil in a dress made of dust bowl. That settles it. Emmett, you got too many things to do rather than spending time with a damned Catholic. You should be doing things that boys your age do. Like what, Pa? I don't, I don't, I don't like, like tying a stick to a horse's tail and then slapping a horse on the keister watching the stick go tippity-tap off the horse's keister as it runs off. Or, or, or running after a freight train, seeing if you can catch up to it, and if you can catch up to it, you jump in. Then asking the first hobo you see to hit you in the head. Then seeing what new place you are at when it when you wake up. These are things that boys your age do. 
What else, Pa? What else should boys our age be doing? Well, Samuel, I'll tell you. You should be doing things like faking your own death and attending your bodiless funeral by hiding in the attic of the meeting house and watching everybody looking all sad and then dropping down out the attic and making a dramatic entrance and taking notes of all the pretty girls that have tears in their eyes. These are things that boys your age do. But, Paul, the, the thing is that, uh, Paul, the skew house is... Uh, skew will what? Uh, well, that's just, uh, that's just how I... Pre what? Emmett, you are dumber than a box of hay. Emmett, you're about as useful as a bag of dirt. With two sticks and two sticks for a total of four sticks, one for each limb. Son, you are like a dirt snowman. Well, that's just, no. When you say when you say hurtful things, uh, Paul, and, and also Ma... Emmett, if you ain't a snake, then I don't know what slithered out your mama. But all this misbehavior isn't entirely your fault. When I was pregnant with you, I was kicked in the womb by a horse. You what? By, by a horse? Oh, my. Well, how did you even know? Not by a horse. See what I mean about this, boy? That boy is our greatest mistake. I was kicked in the womb by several whores. Your father was a regular at the Springfield brothel, and when I went down there to fetch him home... Well, suffice it to say, those women of ill repute don't take kindly to anyone removing a client from their boudoir. You boys let that be a lesson. Yes, yes Paul. But I just I just want to whittle my dreams. I have these vivid dreams. I just want to whittle them. I, now, I Emmett, my son, your ma and I aren't insensitive to a young, run-to-the-litter type such as yourself trying to find themselves in the world. Maybe try a few new things. New methods of self-expression and the like. Well, thanks, Paul. That's all I've ever wanted. And that is why, Emmett, we're going to send you out back to break yourself off a switch so we can beat you with it. What? I... Really? Your paw has to beat that independence right out of you. Emmett, you go out, you break yourself off a switch. But I don't want to break myself off a switch. Emmett, go on out. And break yourself off a switch. No. I will not break off any switch for myself, Paul. Not now, not ever. I will not. <gasps> I'm a dream whittling Jim Dandy, and I aim to prove I can dance as well as whittle. Well, now you can go out there and break yourself off a bigger switch than you were going to break off before. And if you don't do it this instant, we're going to light that switch on fire and beat you with a fiery switch. No. The switch won't be fiery, Mama, because there will be no switch at all. You know, boys, this reminds me of a song my parents used to sing to me whenever I told them I was done choring for the day. How's it go, Pa? Well, Samuel, I'll tell you. You're a good boy, Samuel. We like you a lot better than that worthless whore-kicked boy sitting next to you. Goes like this. Break yourself off a switch, break it off, break yourself off a switch, break, 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 break yourself off a switch, yeah, break yourself off a switch, break it off, break it off. Sure, it's repetitive, but it sends a message. Emmett, go outside, break it off, go on, break get, it off a switch, out go door. outside, outside, that's where the switches are, outside is where the switches are, that's where you should be, is where the switches are. Why even gotta break myself off a new switch? We got old switches in the back. <gasps> Emmett. Yes, Ma. Your father works every day most days so that we can afford to beat you with new switches. 
We may not have much, but what we've got, we've got plenty of. And as long as there is a dead tree outside, we's going to beat you with new switches. <laughs> oh, mama. It's all right, ma. Come on now. Stop your crying. Thank you, Samuel. <laughs> and only Samuel. Sorry, Ma. Okay, you win. I'll go break myself off a switch. You do that. Samuel, it's almost dark. What happened to your other brother, Friedrich? Oh, uh, Friedrich's fishing, Ma. Fishing? Yes, Paul. Samuel, have you looked outside lately? We are in the middle of a dust bowl. The creek has been bone dry since 33. What is he fishing for? He said he was he was going fishing for tumbleweeds. And where is Friedrich fishing for tumbleweeds? I promised Friedrich I would not say. Well, let me ask you this. Did you promise him you'd be breaking yourself off a switch when you would not say? No. Then speak up, Samuel. This is your last chance, boy. He's... He's... He's fishing for tumbleweeds in Ricketsville. In... In Ricketsville? You tell me right now, Samuel, where is my firstborn son that lived fishing for tumbleweeds in Ricketsville? Off... The rickety bridge. Oh, the rickety bridge! The rickety, the rickety bridge. bridge! Not again! If I have told that boy once... You, you told him twice. No, I think I actually only told him the one time. But you boys are not supposed to go fishing off the rickety bridge. It's called the rickety bridge. It's rickety. It's dangling by two damn little curly threads. It's been set ablaze several times due to the fact that everything around here is basically kindling. It's friggin' in Ricketsville! Ma! Pa! I was looking for a, a switch uh, out back so so far you can beat me with it on account I chose an abstract concept for my Whitland that made y'all's uncomfortable because it was it was not in sync. Oh, Christ with on the cross, what is it? What is it? Spit it out, for Christ, or I'm gonna I'm make you go out. out. Now you made me take the Lord. I'm telling you, Mama. I saw Jasper Johnson on the other side of the fence, and he told me that he'd just come back from watching Friedrich fishing for tumbleweeds off the rickety bridge, and he fell off the rickety bridge! Well, shit on a stick. I knew it. Let's go, Samuel. Get my gun. We're gonna shoot him sure out! Sure thing, Paul! Oh, Mama, I don't know Where's my shoes? Where's my Where's my shoes? Where's my handgun? That's a rifle gun. I need my handgun to bring Am I coming with you or not? We're going to shoot him out of the creek. Don't worry. Oh, sweet haystacks on a honeysuckle. The rickety bridge took my boy. Paul, if Friedrich is dead, can I poke him with a stick to make sure? Of course you can, Samuel. See, now that's something that boys your age do. Do I still got to break myself off a switch? Oh, Emmett, you know you're going to do something switchable before supper. You know, Miss Dawson lives in Ricketsville. Maybe she can help. And there, and it, there is. it is. Now, you're going to break yourself off a thorny switch. Oh. And with all that pressure building up, it might be a good day to grab an umbrella before you leave the house. 
Looks like it's going to be a wet one. Katie, back to you. Thanks, Tim. In business today, multinational corporation Tyburn Industries has announced a major recall on one of its more popular products. One of last year's hottest Christmas gifts has to go back in the box and return to the North Pole. And now we go to Lisa Kinski reporting. Thanks, Katie. Yes, it's finally happened. Tyburn Industries' long streak of market dominance was dashed yesterday when the company announced it's recalling its very popular wicker toilet. On the market for more than a year, the company had a hard time keeping the pricey item in stock. Experts say the recall is due to the fact that the toilets were made of wicker, had no internal porcelain, glass, or metal components, and as such are incapable of holding water, let alone human waste. Earlier today, we were out in front of Tyburn's corporate headquarters in Yapank, Long Island, where we caught up with some angry consumers. I mean, am I disappointed? Sure. I waited a long time to get my wicker toilet. I ordered in November, thinking I'd be able to surprise my wife with a new toilet for Christmas. They had to put it on back order. Long story short, it didn't end up arriving until February. But I was still fine with that because, you know, Valentine's Day. But then I installed the thing and it would just leak everywhere. My wife used it, same issue. I even had my neighbors over to use it. Same problem each time. My son went to use it after his sister. Kid slipped and he broke his elbow. This recall is coming a little late. You never want to have to tell your son he can't play t-ball because he slipped in his sister's mess that poured out of a wicker toilet. Hardest thing I've ever had to do. Do I think they're sorry? Absolutely I do not. When I ordered, they didn't even tell me that the Minnesota wicker worker strike would delay shipment. I had to hear about it on the news. Tyburn has really stepped in it this time. Probably because it leaked out of a wicker toilet. Ah! I, for one, never even got to use my wicker toilet. The day we had ours installed, my wife and I were headed to the steam fitters ball. While she's getting ready, right, she set a curling iron on the toilet to answer a text. Well, that would have been fine with a porcelain toilet, but wicker? No, sir. It went up like a sparkler on the 4th of July. Took out most of my second floor, so now I'm stuck burying my kid's turtle. This isn't right. Tyburn did release a statement today apologizing for the wicker toilet's many failings and they've pledged to do better. CFO Paul Franklin has resigned his position and will be replaced by another white male who attended, quote, a business school. But for some out here, the apology is too little, too late. At my dad's funeral last week, this whole other family showed up. They were like, that's our dad. Yeah, turns out he had a secret double life. Three kids with a tall woman named Evelyn. And now on top of that, I gotta deal with this toilet recall? I mean, come on! <sighs> enough is enough. Tyburn is looking to the future and plans to recall some of their other wicker products. Sources tell me the next item to be recalled is the Tyburn Wicker Intimate Companion Doll, popularly known as the Wicker Dicker. No word yet on when consumers can expect that announcement. From Tyburn Industries corporate offices, I'm Lisa Kinski. Back to you in the studio, Katie. Thank you, Lisa. Up next, what to do when skydiving leads to sexual harassment? It's catcalling while free-falling. Tom Romano gives us the skinny after these messages.
I'd like to dedicate this episode to things you can't realistically expect to do while producing a podcast. Ooh, I get that. Like, I can't walk into Jillian's office, slam my badge on her desk and say, God damn it, Captain, if you won't let me work the Canarsie Strangler case my way, then you'd better take me off the force. Yep. And I can't walk into my own living room and say, Ted, here's the plunger. Please fix what you did. But, Mike, you say that almost every time we have a meeting. Yes, and not having to do that is something I can't reasonably expect while producing a podcast with you. Here's the plunger. On it. If drugs are just a sideline you started to make your alimony payments... That's so specific. I know someone who did that and they got themselves all new teeth. <laughs> well, if you're paying up on alimony, yeah, you got to look at the paid old, up on the alimony. The kids turned 18 and he was like, let me get rid of these teeth. An all new grill. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> In my 19 years, I've never had a worse mistake. That boy is our greatest mistake. And as the Lord says, you learn from your mistakes, but I have learned nothing from our son. I ain't got skippity for you, you little toot rattler. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I weigh Mike every morning. I never tell him what the scale says. I just tell him I'm disappointed. Then I check his prostate. No, I don't know what I'm feeling for, but if there's any change, I'll catch it. Oh my God. You guys are assholes. Fiona needs to earn her fucking keep around here. I'm not running a hotel. <laughs> Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv because Mike loves jazz and he's sad he never learned to play the trumpet. This season of the podcast was recorded by Chelsea Cohen with editing, mixing, and sound design by Tom Kelly at Clean Cut Audio. This season was also produced in association with our dear friends over at Mischief Media. And I'm Jillian Pensavale, your executive producer. You can find full credits, including all of our incredible voice talent, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and look, I know there are two straight white guys with a podcast, but they're two of the good ones, so can you do us a solid? Thanks. Follow the guys on Instagram, at Ted and Michael Podcast, and individually, at Ted underscore O'Gorman, and at NPSmithNYC. You can also find Mike on TikTok at the same handle. For feedback of all kinds, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay weird, friends. Stay weird, friends.